Hi, I'm the Geordie Chanter and this is my podcast, Geordie Chanter Chats, where I speak with creatives uh, from the arts world regarding books, films, music, theatre, you name it. I think you get the gist. Let's crack on. Jobs are good. Okay, so in the chair this week we have Anth Keenan, uh, a member or uh, one part of uh, the Soul Messengers, who just recently brought out uh, a new album called Dark Soul. Um, in this episode, I uh, I catch up with with Anth. We discuss, um, you know, his musical influences. Um, obviously, a little bit about the band and the new release and then obviously just um you know his thoughts on various you know different music and um and also sort of following bands around and and, and writing about them as well um fascinating guy um really really uh, happy to have him on the show um welcome and keenan obviously in the uh, the chant uh, the jordy chanter's chair today i'm very very excited to have a good friend again of mine um Anthony Keenan, who is uh, one part of the Soul Messengers, who have uh, just had a latest release of the album, uh, which came out in March, which got very well received and uh, and it did very well in the Soul charts, didn't it? Um, so yeah, welcome, welcome, Anth. How are you doing? I'm absolutely fine. That's great. So uh, I think you know, for for the listeners' purposes, we'll, we'll just dive straight in there. And uh, obviously, you've you've always been around music and sort of done things creatively. Can you give us a bit of an insight as to where that all started and how long you've had? Because you've been in the business a long time. Yeah, well, it, it all started. I mean, I'm the youngest in in the family. Mm-hmm. Um, a brother and sister, and um, and my dad they come from a a, a a Celtic background and an Irish um, background. Mm-hmm. So my dad played the accordion. My dad played the piano. Dad sang as well, like you know that. So, so music was always around, and mm. we didn't have the same tastes. Yeah. But ironically, as I get older, I realise that actually I'm starting to appreciate a lot more what my dad was into. Right. So, um, you know, and at one time, um, <clears throat> my dad was um, saying you should pick up the accordion. David Bowie didn't have accordion. <laughs> Roxy Music didn't have accordions. Nils Lofgren so, did though. Nils Lofgren yeah. started it like that. <laughs> Archie Brown doesn't. <laughs> there you go, right? <laughs> and um, so, so like, you, know, you, you don't listen and you, you hear it off. So basically, music was always in the realm. But my dad listened to opera. He listened to like, um, um, was it? Um, I'm trying to think. Richard Torber, um, John McCormack. Uh, you know, he, he listened to all these Irish tenors. Hmm. And um, to me, they were just probably the equivalent of. You know, when your parents say all they can hear is from your bedroom, boom, 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 that kind of singing just didn't appeal to us at all. Mm. Like, you know that. But of course, as you get older, you realise actually it's drip feeding into you. Yeah. So music was around there. Older brother and sister, sister like the Beatles, 
brother liked the Stones, you know, and um, he was more of a mod. It, it's kind of me and John Anderson have a lot in common there. Right. Yeah. The Stone thing and into the, the, the mod thing. And um, we just like the Beatles, so great melodies and all that thing. So, so there was a, like a, a, a whole host of influences that were hanging around in, in, the, in, the, in that house before I eventually found my own little furrow like Lord to go down. So in terms of in terms of uh, how did it all start out for you? Then sort of in terms of uh, getting into bands and things like that. I think we've are you we've got a bit. Um, hello, you still there? Aye, oh, we did. I can pick it up, I can edit it out. Are you alright again? Or are we still frozen? Well, have you? You're frozen. But you, can, I'm you, still there. can you hear us? I can hear you, yeah, sorry. Okay, so after um, technology took over and, uh, and actually froze us whilst we were talking on Zoom, um, after a short um, interval, if you like, um, we go back and discuss with Ant. Mm. And, um, and, and I wanted to learn an instrument as well, but I left a little bit late, to be honest. Um, and I started about the age of uh, 14. Mm. I started like, um, going to piano lessons, actually. Now, I was brought up in Bencham um, in Gateshead, you know, and, um, and um, piano lessons are already on the agenda. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> and if they are, to, to be honest, the, the what friends knew I was going for piano lessons but not a lot of other people did <laughs> and um, I didn't do any of the exams you know that, that went with it but what I did was I went for about um, probably close on to three years and, and what that did is that actually just gave us the spirit and a bit of confidence to start like playing around on a keyboard mm. um, got into a band yeah. um, and I, the, the, the first band I, I got into um I said, can you sing? And mm. um, I, I don't know if that was to keep us off the keyboards. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this, and I, was, I was singing as well at the same same time. And we used to practice in the um, in a hall, which has got a name as well, but I forget what it's called, up in Hedden, Hedden mm. on the wall. And um, I was in a band then, uh, I'm not so sure whether I really had a name, with John Steele, who was the guitarist of the Dainties. Oh, right, yes. Um, fantastic guitarist, great lad. Haven't seen him for a lot of years. Friends on Facebook, we we'll keep on communicating that way. But you, you know what uh, music's like, Colin. Mm. Yeah, you make friends for life. That's right, you do, right. When you play in the band. There's the odd one that you think, God, I never want to see that again. <laughs> but, you know, most times you've got something in common, you've got a bond, and you're, you're, you're brothers. Yeah. Brothers in music. Definitely. Mm. And almost think 
It's funny because it's, it's, uh, it is, I think, um, as you grow up to be a performer, you always, um, you do. There's, there's, I think you deal with it different different ways. I think um, on a day of, of a gig, for instance, and, you know, you may be the same, um, I'm probably in mind somewhere else, you know, if my wife's talking to us, I, I, I like to go through a bit of a process where I give myself, you know, time to myself, I'll, you know, get myself ready, I'll get in the bath and I'll be thinking about what I'm going to do. And it's not so much I'm nervous, but I have to go through that process to be able to, you know, do that end product. Um, but initially, I was remember I had some great advice off uh, an old drama teacher when I was at school. And I was doing um, the lead role in this 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 play and um, from very early age. And I remember going out there and he says, how are you feeling, Colin? Because it was like a dress rehearsal. I said, I'm feeling really quite nervous. And he said, it was, you know... If you weren't feeling nervous, he said, I'd be worried. He says, because that's, you, you know, you've got to have that adrenaline to, you know, to get you through it. And I think the times where maybe I have been flippant, um, you sometimes don't perform to your best ability, I think. Um, you know, so I definitely think there's something in that. But it's, it's the way you deal with it, isn't it? It's how you sort of manage it now, I guess. Yeah, my wife calls it the diva moment. <laughs> because really what I'm doing is I'm preparing myself. That's that's exactly what it is. So so you obviously we had John on the uh, on on the show uh, for the first podcast, and uh, from quite early on, um, you and him sort of were were, were formed a band together. Um, yeah. So yeah. W- w- when did that start, and how did it sort of all come about? Did it, how how did you meet him? Right. So, so we, we were in a band called Drapwise Mix, mm. and that name came from you know there was kind of a, 
fans like Joy Division and all that. And we towed the line with the Max and the Graham clothes and all that. And um, so rather than dub wise, because I'm a big reggae fan, you see, mm. as well, um, we went drab wise. So that's what we've got it mixed with just the uh, just yeah. like. Cool name. So, and there was another band who um, who, who really quite um, known at the time um, called Fantastically Named The Scared Bananas. <laughs> right. Oh yes, I do. Well, you know. I mean, you cut a record with that uh, with that band, didn't you? As well, uh, "Running for Time" was that was that was that the single? I was, that, that was, no, no, that's, um, that was fast tech, wasn't it? Distant voices. So we've got this. <laughs> we've got this iconic photograph, which was uh, which was printed in the local press at the time, and I as I was out that way the other the other week um to do one of these interviews and i sort of recreated it i i, I, I grabbed some <laughs> I, I grabbed some passerby says can you please take a photograph with you know and i explained and she, you know she did it was lovely but um i'll put it up on the socials there and um but yeah we had you at the the civic center and you've got like these pillars haven't you and i mean it's quite you know a great sort of Visual, um, and you and John were sort of stood there. So was that with that Distant Voices band then? Was, was that who that was? that was? That was when me and John kind of sidestepped the band. We're still working with the band. We actually realised, me and him were sort of, you know, when you, when you meet your new best friend Aye. and you start to swap records and things. Yeah. Go, God, this is what I've been doing. Yeah. So then 
It's a, it's a, it's a mad story. Like, so, you know, so it's, it's steeped in sort of, you know, um, great history and sort of, uh, great friendship, I guess. And, um, you know, we'll come about, you know, God, how many years later? I mean, you've always performed and sang live under various different guises with John. Uh, you've done stu- stuff as a soul messengers. I know you st- you do stuff with Soulville and things like that. There's been a long list of, of, of stuff. Um, that's been, uh, you know, a live embodiment of, of, of your yeah. work. Um, but it's only until the start of this year that after, what, nine months recording that, you you know, you put an original album out by The Soul Messengers um, with, with, what, the four of you. So, um, I mean, that's... It's a, it's a wonderful album. I love it. Um, it, it, it got very... Um, it got great reviews. It did very well in the Soul Chart. I think it went number two. Um, and, you know, there was a real buzz about it. And um, I mean, what was it like? How did you come about making that decision and saying, right, we're writing this stuff now and we're going to we're gonna sort of cut a record, if you like? Well, some, some of those songs have been around for quite a while. Mm. It, but, um, you know, the, the thing is, some of them were Hi. And then we sort of, um, you know, took them into, into the, I'm trying to say into the 90s there. It's <laughs> a tie, you know. The, the oh, God. Certainly is. Um, but so, so, you know, we, we took it because basically store music, soul music is soul music. Yeah. You know, and, that, so, so it, and it's what we like. So it doesn't matter if it was recorded in the 80s or whatever. In fact, it was probably better not recorded in the 80s. <laughs> Have the production, right? Exactly. As I always say, me and John, you know, we we really like Darren Hall and John Oates. They were ruined with the eighties. Yeah. No, no, definitely, definitely. So, 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 because I'm sure I would love them to go back and record some of their stuff, and uh, actually just get rid of the production and just go back to what they were like when they did like um, Sarah Smile and mm. you know Rich Girl and. Songs, so so that that's where it came from. Us and, and really, I think the, um, the 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 big thrust of it that it came from is that um, Steve Lee had this studio, hmm. right? Because you know we'd we'd wanted to do it for years. We'd done it piecemeal. Yeah. All kept in contact. Steve had like that that um, great success with um, solutions. Yeah. Have a listen to this. What do you think? Well, 
London to show up all that blah blah and you know he, he, he's, he's lived it he's lived mm. it and produced it no, <laughs> I think it, it's just that passion, isn't it? I think if you've got the passion and you sort of you you know you love what you're doing, you find the time regardless. You can't not do it. That's that, that's the way I sort of see it. Well, well, interestingly enough, you know what you said there before, and, I, and it, it, we took a bit of a different direction. But one of the things that um, that I always say is, you know, why now and why not? Why not in the, in the age? Well, there's lots of different uh, reasons. You know, when so messengers were working and working as a Still writing my own stuff. Yeah. yeah. Were um, opportunities to go abroad and work, you know. There. But you know, it, it, it's it's okay for some, not okay for others. Yeah. Because you've family, you've yeah. This, that, you know? Commitments and. No, it is. It is, and as I say, you know, I've I've followed the band, you know, various different venues. Great, vibe. I mean, I've I've opened up for for you know sets for you, and you know, um, it, it, the you know coming to see anything. I think the last time I came to see you live actually was it um it was like a big sort of charity thing. You all got back together, um, because you hadn't sort of sang for a, for a few years. Sort of is the is the whole group, and. Uh, and yeah, I came down there. I ended up somehow getting on stage with you, and you know, I've still got those photographs to prove it. So, but <laughs> was that a concert? No, it was. Uh, it was in Gateshead. It was. Um, it was. Oh. It was at the teams club. It was at the teams club. That's right, I. And it was great. I, and I'd come down. I brought out my last one, and we sort of watched. We had a few drinks, and obviously, I'd come backstage, had a bit crap with you, and I think you'd done the first half, and you and John would be up. You know, and got yourself a, a light refreshment as you do, um. You know, in between sets, and uh, and you said you fancy coming up, and I think I did car wash with you and something else, and you know, but it's just great getting up there because it is. It's like a, although I wasn't part of that scene, you know, I have, you know, I guess you guys and and, and John used to, it, it basically took me under your wing when I was a, when I was a young starting out singer, and he used to you know get us up and do little bits and bobs, and as I say, maybe do a couple of numbers before you came on to the main act. So it is like a family, and it was lovely to be able to do that. And you know, um, as I say, it was it was a delight to my ears when when you know uh, the news came out that you put you'd managed you you were, you were going into production for this for this album. Um, as I say, you know, I may be wrong, but I think it took you about what nine months or something with you all sort of coming together backwards and forwards, um, and then this you know final product. It's it's absolutely. Brilliant. I mean, it's it's real. It's real soul. The way I sort of describe, you know, as you said before, soul is soul is soul is soul. You know, whatever sort of um, era that you put it in. But this is very much. I mean, you've got sort of newer versions of of soul bands and some very good stuff out there. But this is just, you know, it's a classic soul feel. It's very, as I said, to John. It's got a very Philly sort of sound to it. I I, I think. Um, 
and you know you need to you need to get a you know if, if people haven't heard it yet you know you need to get out there and get it bought because it's uh it, it's brilliant what, what, what i like as well is that um on a don't tell your heart of how steve drops it mm. which is a very modern thing you know where they drop the bass like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, i love love that like when he when he's done on the production side but um no no I'm, well, that's it. It's like it's something that you've got there now, and and it sort of really uh, encapsulates the 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 hard work and all the time that you've, you know, you have been going out live and and sort of being a group and you know different animations of the group because as you know, um, the other John John Walter he came in sort of a few years after and Stevie Lee went out and did bits and bobs. You've always but you've always come back as I say and, and sort of been that that body and uh, and. No, I I just think it's fantastic, and there's a lot of love, sort of from 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 my end, as I say, in terms of, uh, you know, I'm not only biased because, you know, I'm very close to you guys, but I think the music really really sort of stands up, and it it clearly does because it, it did so well in the in the in the charts. And when I was again when I was talking to John, he was saying, and I know it's difficult at the moment, um, you know, we're locked down things, and you know, which I'm sure we'll get through, but he said. You have got other songs, like you said as well. Um, you know, waiting in the sidelines, and you think a nice little refresher would be to bring a single out, maybe in in, in the next couple of months. Well, that's it. That's it. That's what we're we're trying to do. But of course, we can't get in the studio. <laughs> so it's a, it's a it's a bit difficult at the moment. But yeah, that's one of the ideas we've got, or even a remix, a, a totally different vibe right. on, on some stuff. Because there was. A was now, but it was a record label we're really pushing forward to do um, a remix, and we didn't really nibble at it to be honest. Like, you know, mm. we should have done, like, you know, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's but that's great because I mean, there's there's all of that scope there to do that, um, and there is some great remixes. I mean, you know, we talk about sort of bands. At the moment, um, Spoon and Terrell, they're a good sort of soul band on the scene at the moment from Newcastle, and they've brought a new album out and their last single I think had a remix done and it, it made the, the song sound completely different but the good thing is the good thing for us um, you know you've got things in wait okay logistically at the moment you know we might not be able to do it as quickly as what we like but it's it's there waiting to be put and captured in the can I think which is uh, which is great um, so no definitely keep that up but um, just a great little insight obviously the, you know again for the purpose of this you know your musical knowledge is is uh, is vast. You're a great sort of lover of music, uh, as I am, and I find it fascinating. And you know you're you're constantly sort of looking for new bands. Um, you're you're enjoying sort of bands of old, um, but you used to do a bit of you used to do a bit of um, uh, reviewing stuff as well, didn't you? I did. I did. Um, can I just do something first, and we'll come back to that? You certainly can. Okay, so small break for air. We are getting old, you know. Also, uh, Anth had to go down and find um, a charger for his son, so we'll pick up again where we left off. Well, hello. Yes, yes. Would you like to guess what it was that I needed? That you needed? That, who was it? Was it a wife who shouted for you? Son. Son. Right. And he was after something. Um, whoa. Nah, where, where's the charger. beer? What? Charger. <laughs> oh, well, I, I should have known. It's a, it's a, 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 a,
<laughs> Fantastic. Uh, you, obviously, you know, you're the font of all knowledge and you know where it is, so, you know, you're the go-to. Um, yeah, so what we're saying is, um, obviously, you did, you did uh, as I say, your love of music and stuff like that, and you're always looking for, for bands and, and going seeing live bands, which I think, you know, keeps things really fresh and good. But you, you had a stint where you were you were doing sort of reviews um, for, for a local sort of, um, you know, newspaper, sort of um, music newspaper, wasn't it? Of course, he was Fat of Mansions was the band. Micro Disney originally. <laughs> so it was, was fantastic. 
as well, like, they go down with the bands would ask you to, to, to come down and review them. So if I was down there, I'd, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'll come, come down there and go and see them. I wouldn't, to be honest, I didn't put myself out for that. No. But uh, it, was, it was good. They were like, well, that's it. You get to do what you love and sort of a bit like what I'm doing. You know, you, you, you get to be able to see creatives, speak to creatives and, you know, in your case, write about it after seeing the gig. So, but ultimately, you'd probably be there anyway. So if you can get the gig whereby you can write about it and, you know, have a crack and, and, and probably get to see more stuff because, you know, you've got a free pass to it. That's absolutely fantastic. Oh yes, I, I am. One of the guys on that he does a thing on this day. Yes. You know, the band's played. Uh, yeah, it's something used to do and all that. Yeah. Really. I, I get a great buzz from people. Oh, I was there. Like, okay. You know, seeing the Smashing Pumpkins the first time they played there, like you know. Fantastic. holding all the right things i remember right just you sparked a memory there from the other side when i went now I, I saw um was the album out i don't know if it was or just coming out um but i saw radiohead and i was right up at the front and you know it wasn't a huge venue was it you know there's a few hundred people um but i was right at the front and i've still got to that day i'm a hoarder as well i uh at the end of the gig i nicked the the set list um, which is obviously sort of, and it was all like you and creep and all that, because it was obviously just the, the very start of their career. But I've seen, as you talk about Kitchenware Records before, uh, you know, Fatma Mansion, Cathal Cochran, I, I saw him there a couple of times. Actually, really funny story, I'll quite like this. I was, Cathal uh, was um, obviously Irish. Fatma Mansions was, was uh, the name, the way how they got that name was actually uh, a block of flats in Cork. Uh, from where he, he originated from um, and I, as I say I followed the band and, and whatnot and uh, to me delight one one day young teenage boy as I was walking down the Haymarket uh, metro station um, uh, went to go and get the train here's Cathal Cockman and I said oh my god you know he's my hero at the time so I went I went over to him and I oh god you know brilliant and he was eating a bit of he was eating a biscuit boost at the time and as I said hello he went hello as well and he spat his biscuit boots from my face and I still to this day <laughs> I still think this day I should go on you know Sean Keaney does that thing on um on on six six music where he sort of says you know have you had any uh, strange uh, encounters with uh, famous people I must do that one day but actually it's out there now because people are going to get to hear it anyway so I Cathal if you're listening um I I, I liked you but I, I wasn't too keen on your your biscuit boost in my face like but. <laughs> Actually, I went to a gig not long after that when they did the uh, the Loyalizer tour, and it was upstairs in the Riverside at this stage. And again, I was at the front, and he, you know, purely by accident. Well, I think it was, you know, he used to get into, he used to really get into the the moment, and he he cracked us over the head with his microphone as well. So I don't know if it was something he had against me, like. Or... <laughs> 
<laughs> but no, um, but yeah, great memories as you say, and, and things like that, you, you know, if you could bottle that man, but you can, you know, you, you've got those memories and you've got those, those souvenirs, so it's, it's great, like, so, of course it is, it is, it's really good, and as I say, in terms of, in terms of what you've done at the moment, I can only um, sort of praise you, you know, highly enough in terms of the, the album. Um, people have got to go out and get it. Um, when we can get back up and running in terms of live music, people have got to come and see you live. You don't just do stuff with the Soul Messengers, you do stuff with uh, Soulville as well, don't you? Yeah. And you've, been, you've done some recording as well with, with Solutions, who are obviously very big. Um, you know, Stevie Lee's band with his with his partner. Um, you know, they've got record deals and they're very big down sort of London. Um, done recording with them, so there's loads of good stuff on the horizon. Um, and what's been absolutely wonderful, um, for for, for me is is taking a trip down memory lane and just being able to talk about, you know, some of the musical stories and you know some of the things that you, you know you've got in your your armory because you know you're a fascinating bloke. Um, not only can you sing and you know you can produce great music. And you're great to say live, you know, if anybody's to ever meet you and, you know, hopefully you'll come across on this podcast, you know, just like anything else, us Geordies, we're, we're always good for a bit crack and some of the stories and the memories that we've got are great. Well, you, you know when you're on about that photograph before? Yeah. That, that, that photograph, which I love the fact that you did that. Like, <laughs> that, that was kind of like the, you know... It was so a homage. I'll be doing Abbey Road like that. Right, yeah, definitely it was, right? Went bankrupt. 
It's not happening here. It doesn't exist anymore. But what happened was that um, they'd already done the sift and they had like a, a huge box of um, tapes that they ditched mm -hmm. and a small box of tapes they liked. Right. And, um, and we made it into the small box. And on that pack, I didn't have any proper photographs to take, to stand in. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they didn't. from the tape. Mad, isn't it? So, so as you say, sometimes it, obviously the music plays a big part, but just like little things like that, which are obviously quite, uh, you know, stand out. And she's obviously seen that photo and go, oh, you know, and that's made her then go in and have a second look and and sort of really investigated it, which is why you got you know you got sort of shortlisted there. Uh, but it's great. And I mean, as I say, uh, to give a little bit of background to the the story, obviously you, you know you'd you'd had these photographs taken and. Um, you know, in the eighties, and uh, as I say, it's 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 been something that was put in the press and all sorts, and um, I just loved it. And uh, I was walking past, I thought I've got to do this for the lads, like, and send it to them because I, I, you know, they'll get a they'll get a buzz out of it. So you know, hopefully you did. You're right. You're absolutely right. Oh, that's great. That's great. Honestly, Anth, you've been wonderful as always to speak to. Um, big love, and obviously when we can get back together properly. Um, you know, we will do over a pint, no doubt. Um, but you've, you've been lovely, as I say. Go out and buy, um, you know, the, the, the new album, uh, Dark Soul, The Soul Messengers. And, uh, Anthony, you've been a gent. Thank you very much. And one thing before I go, give me regards to your dad. I will do. I will do. He is a true gent. He is a true gent. Colin Senior, I will. Champion. Thanks, Ant, from The Soul Messengers. Check out Dark Soul. Just a quick reminder, uh, if you do like what you hear, please share, tell everyone about it, like, subscribe and all the uh, usual places for podcasts. Uh, it really does help. Thank you. As always, if you want to get in touch about anything um, for the show, please do uh, email in Jordy Chanter, postbag delivery at mail to art.com.
Cheers. See you next week, chanters. Peace and love.